My name is Brian, and today is Friday, August 11th, 2023, and this is episode 491 of the Lots Project Podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control, and it's another Friday. Coffee with Brian. How we doing this morning? 20K giveaway today, if we can uh, if we can qualify that with 10 people in the drawing that is Friday. Friday, 10K goes into the pot every week until we get enough people for the drawing, and then we'll give it away. If not, we'll keep going. We'll keep going until uh, until we get enough people in that drawing. But man, Kyle, uh, Kyle, the Backwoods Butcher and Canadian Farmstead had won enough weeks in a row, so we're not just going to do that. We're going to let that pot build and uh, get some more entrance. So let's uh, find out what that 10K, well, 20K giveaway hashtag is today to get in it on that uh it's been a while it's been a while since uh since this guy's been around he's dealing with some heat he's dealing with some work and uh i think it's just tough getting up early in the morning and then seeing him so this morning we are going with hashtag where is joshel where is joshel Stick it in the comments. You can do that on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter, I believe, will register you in on that. Uh, if you're not in the in the comments when we do the drawing, you're going to need to let me know how to get a hold of you and how to get uh, how to get you your winnings. So if I don't know, I will just have to roll it over into next week. Blakesley Acres puts in hashtag attaboy, attaboy. <laughs> Gingerbread Farm says Kyle cheats. Oh, uh, he may. He very Merrill way, or he very may well cheat. Uh, I'm not sure how. I am definitely not sure how. But uh, anyway, 20k up for grabs. Just hit that hashtag. Where is Joshel? And uh, maybe we'll get him back. Maybe we'll get him to come back again and uh, and show us uh, what he's got done and and let us know how it's been while he's been missing. So. Anyway, we got that. What's in the cup today? We have uh, FTO Blonde Espresso finishing off that pound of Blonde Espresso this morning and rolling into something new over the weekend. I'm not sure what it's going to be. It might be a little bit more of that Silver Bullet blend. I am not sure yet. I'm not sure. It'll have to come to it tomorrow morning and see what I grab out of the out of the cupboard. Uh, I put them up there actually in... Uh... Sorry, I have something mosquito or something on my elbow biting me <laughs> um i i put them up in there in a in kind of a haphazard fashion they're all stacked up and uh, usually they get mixed up pretty good and i can just pull the next pound off the top of the stack and uh, and it's good it's good so i mean they're all always good but uh i like to mix it up a little bit go uh go different uh different bags uh throughout the month so always nice to change always nice to change Anyway, what are we talking about today? It's going to be a weekend update, what we got going on for the weekend and today. We'll do that 20K giveaway and I will follow up and let you know um, let you know how the truck went yesterday. Had appointment with the truck. So um, if you if you ain't rubbing, you ain't racing. Uh, Kyle says 
Kyle says it's not cheating if you win. Good morning, Pip. How we doing? Pip says, uh, or Gingerbread says, if you're not cheating, you aren't trying hard enough. And uh, Pip, it's not cheating. It's using advantages wisely. Um, <laughs> Kyle says, I had a black fly bite me in the lip the other day. It was walking around with a swollen lip for a few hours. Are you sure your daughter? You just didn't uh, tell your daughter no or something. Are you sure it was a fly? I would take a little right hook from a uh, from a four year old. <laughs> anyway, we got that perfect cup question of the day today and history segment, and then like I said, talking about weekend plans, what we got done with the truck yesterday, and whatever else comes up before we decide to spin that, uh, spin spin the wheel, and uh, away we go. So into the weekend away we go into the weekend so anyway let's uh get to that perfect cup question of the day it was light on answers today so it uh, might be a quick one and then we get into that history and talk through the rest of the show so here we go it's time again for the 140th edition of the perfect cup a daily question and my thoughts Join the discussion in my Telegram channel at t.me slash lots feed. That's t.me slash lots feed. You can find it there. Reply, uh, leave a comment on the post, and it will get swept up and put on the list. Other other places you can find it are Noster, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and MeWe. Check it out, find the question, leave a comment, but the best place to do it is in that Telegram channel since I get a direct feed and it uh, answer comes right to me. The other one seems that a lot of times they don't show the notification or show the comment actually till later I found out. So definitely check out the Telegram channel if you want to be included, but please do find, like, share, and comment on all those social posts. It helps, it helps. Perfect cup question of the day today is, what was your favorite food as a kid and do you still like it? What was your favorite food as a kid and do you still like it? Backwoods Butcher says he snuck his in this morning. Yeah, I saw that. I see that he can get up. Uh, he had a night off from the kids with the wife last night and he must have uh, he must have passed out early. Um, fell asleep when he was done and uh it got some rest because he was up early enough to put his answer in this morning before the show when normally you can't even get here or if he does he gets here at like 6 35 so kyle how was the night last night without the kids Good morning canadian farmstead how we doing let's get to those answers uh what was your favorite food as a kid and do you still like it my answer is up first uh, I would have to say uh, I would have to say pizza and wings, pizza and wings, Western New York, uh, thin style, New York style pizza and uh, Buffalo wings. I, I was like two hours from Buffalo uh, raised on the things. I think that was one of my favorite. I would have to say probably over as a kid, kid um, under 10, I would say chicken wings. Definitely have to say chicken wings as a kid. I crave the day dad would make chicken wings. Uh, I'd make deals with him and all sorts of stuff to get chicken wings made, especially homemade ones. Uh, he was really good. We had a little deep fryer at the house 
And uh, man, the sauce recipe used, it just worked. It worked. So I love those growing up on those and then transitioned, uh, transitioned into pizza just because that was good. And pizza and wings went together. So I would say uh, under 10, it was wings and then get up in that uh, 10 plus 10 to uh, whatever kid is done now. I would say 18, maybe 16. I would say that would be pizza and wings. Is it still my favorite? I don't know. Do you listen to the show? <laughs> yeah. Uh, pizza and wings, pizza and or wings or a combination of both. Uh, the pizza has to be good. Pizza has to be right. Uh, and the, the wings also. But uh, yes, I would say that is still my favorite food. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, Scrambling weighed in. Scrambling was on the show last night. Uh, Scrambling around in the show and he weighed in today or like yesterday before the show what his favorite food was and he said hands down craft mac and cheese still make it at least every two weeks the kids call it the kids call it brian's special my secret recipe is two slices it's not going to be secret anymore man two slices of extra cheese per box extra milk and lots of sausage beef or bacon preferably all three topped with chipotle tabasco yummers uh, but he says my really, but really my favorite that I didn't get very often was cheese souffle with a garlic shrimp and white sauce. I had to be good to get that. And well, yeah, I didn't get it too often. Weird, weird. I can't imagine, uh, Brian not getting stuff for behaving as a child, but anyway, Kraft Mac and cheese goes on the list. And I guess this, uh, kind of garlic cheese souffle or cheese souffle with garlic and uh and shrimp and white sauce it actually sounds pretty good it sounds pretty good canadian farmstead weighed in and i don't know i don't know if he misread the question or if this was his favorite meal as a kid if it is he was a very adult kid uh he says oven baked side ribs roasted with lemon and onion slices on top then slow cooked in barbecue sauce <laughs> what Kids are like, I like Apple Jacks. <laughs> Canadian Farm says like side ribs braised lightly, then sauteed. <laughs> oh man. Uh I assume that that's still his favorite now. Uh let's see. J James uh, Gingerbread Farms weighed in and says uh steak. And I eat it all the time now. One of the perks of being a quote unquote adult. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Backwoods <laughs> Butcher says, Where's the lemon, mom? <laughs> on those damn ribs. <laughs> Cut that lemon up. Was that lemon juice on a concentrate or was that a real lemon? Oh, Kyle, Kyle snuck in this morning before the show and weighed in with his answer. And uh, he says, Any, anything in ranch dressing gets that from his dad. <laughs> it's got to be from the valley and it better be secret. Uh, ranch dressing turns my stomach. I just don't, I don't, uh, I don't know the ranch obsession. I can't even do, I don't even like blue cheese on my chicken wings. Uh, everybody, when we go out to, uh, everybody, all the servers, if we go out to eat, we order wings, they're like, do you want ranch or blue cheese? And I just shake my head. No. And then I look at Corey and, and she usually get ranch, right? Ranch. Uh, she gets either. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't like either. Um, so Kyle going with that ranch dressing. Mm, I know 
I know plenty of people that uh, will will bathe in this stuff if given the opportunity. So I don't get it. I don't get the draw. Um, okay, Kyle, Hidden Valley Ranch, anything, anything. Did you put it on your Jello? <laughs> oh, and we'll wrap this up. Uh, oh, let's see. Oh, let's see. K Bonk, good morning, K Bonk. I see you answer here. Volunteer fireman barbecue chicken dinners. Damn yes, yes. Yes, uh, the white sauce was so damn good. Yeah, I uh, and pancake breakfasts. Yeah, the the volunteer the volunteer dinners and breakfasts. Um, whether it be barbecue chicken, spaghetti dinner, uh, the breakfast fantastic, uh, clam bakes, things of that nature. Man, I remember back in New York, it was every weekend there was a clam bake from Memorial Day to Labor Day in a different town close enough there you could go and it'd be super cheap and uh, a beer truck and a lot of clams. Yeah. It's been a while, been a while for sure since I've been to a good clam bake, but when you move to Minnesota and you're like equal distant from both oceans, you don't get a lot of fresh seafood. So you uh, kind of forego that thing and it goes into those memory banks. Thanks K bonk for bringing up the volunteer fireman barbecues because man, the clam bakes at the, at the fire department. Yeah. Check it out if you can. Anyway, let's get to Corey's answer here. Corey uh, rounds it out for us every day. Uh, she says mac and cheese, craft mac and cheese. Since a kid, since a kid, uh, all the way till now, still loves it. A uh, little funny story. I don't, it should probably kill me when I tell us, but uh, when we first met, she, she says she loves it since she was a kid. So you figure that she's made it. Uh, I met her when she was like 23, 22, something like that. A uh, long time ago, and uh, <laughs> she's like 26 now, I think. <laughs> anyway, I uh, found um, I met her, and we were kind of hanging out. This and that, we'd gone out to eat, and we were gonna hang out at her parents' house because her parents were out of town, and she had moved back in with them. And she's like, "Oh, I'll make us dinner," and I'm like, "Cool, cool." She's like, "Do you mind mac and cheese?" Like, <laughs> whatever, I don't care. I'm a single guy, and somebody's cooking for me. Sure, mac and cheese. Uh, so we're sitting there, we're hanging out, and all of a sudden I look out in the kitchen, and she's getting a strainer out of the out of the cupboard. And I go in, and she had um, she had mistakenly put uh, what is it two? She decided that um, the instead of putting one half a cup of milk, she thought it said one two cups of milk, and she put two cups. Of milk. No, I don't know what she thought it said. She accidentally put two cups of milk in the in the mac and cheese and it was like uh macaroni cheese soup and um we may have had a few beverages we may have had a few adult beverages she may not have been thinking too clearly she thought she could probably strain out all that milk and um yeah i think we drank a lot more adult beverages that night instead of eating the mac and cheese but anyway her favorite uh her favorite meal as a kid was craft mac and cheese and now as an adult we still, we still like the Kraft mac and cheese. I think everybody does. It is what it is. You got to doctor it up. You got to put some meat or something in it. But even the next day, even the next day, I used to like that cold mac and cheese. So that doesn't beat pizza and wings. <laughs> all right. Well, that is all the answers I have on my list. So again, that question was, what was your favorite food as a kid? And do you still like it? If you enjoyed listening to this, please check it out. Find it on your favorite podcast player. Hit that subscribe, leave a review, whatever you do to make it uh, make it help out a little bit. 
uh, give it give it a star, a thumbs up, depending on whatever podcast player you're using. It'll be a little different. I appreciate it. Keep an eye out for that question starting Sunday through Thursday on all the socials. But hit that Telegram chat or channel, excuse me, at t.me slash lots feed. That's where you're going to find all the important links. I appreciate you listening. And now back to the main show. K-Box says, Friday fish fry. Yeah, man. Friday fish fry, Sunday morning, um, Sunday morning breakfast. So when I was a kid, I couldn't figure out the schedule. So now that I'm an adult, I look at it and see they had the breakfast once a month all through winter, but not in the summer because everybody was doing shit and didn't show up. So now it makes sense. But when I was a kid and you would wait for a month to go to that breakfast because it was cool. My dad used to volunteer for the Elks. He used to volunteer the breakfast. He would make them. So I could, uh, my mom would drop me off or I would go down with him early and hang out there at the Elks Club uh, while they're having breakfast. But then it was forever till the next one. And finally, as uh, I got a little older, I realized that they just did it once a month and uh, that they, they laid off in the summer. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kyle says, I don't eat Mac, Mac, I don't eat cheese, but I've told, been told I make a killer Mac and cheese. Why don't you eat cheese? K-Bonk, only way you can eat Mac and cheese is with ketchup. Thanks, dad. <laughs> Corey says me too. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Wow. Um, Pip says with bacon bits. And um, uh, Kyle, the backwoods butcher, says the dinner, the diner in my hometown has Friday night all you can eat fish fries. Yeah, every single town in in Western New York has all you can eat fish fries on Friday night. <laughs> he says he doesn't like any cheese, no cheese. There's what are the like seventeen hundred kinds of cheese in the world, and Kyle doesn't like any of them. Oh, man. All right, let's get to that history segment for a Friday. Pip, it was, uh, Pip was probably all uh, saladed out yesterday when he uh, did the history segment. So let's get to it and see what he has to say. Oh, wait. Backwoods Butcher says he'll eat pizza. He'll eat it on pizza. He likes it on pizza, but that's it. I don't like cheese. Only on pizza. All right, let's hit that history segment, boys. All right, everyone, it's time for Lots of History for a Friday. We have Friday edition of Lots of History. Pip from Duction Cup has done hard work putting this all together for me to read. Let's get to it for August 11th, 2023. August 11th, 2023, Lots of History. August 11th, humans, another Friday is upon us, and let's play a game of closest to the sat. Pip's prediction, the Bitcoin price will be $28,993.59. How close am I since this was 3 p.m. yesterday? Well, Pip, at 6 a.m. today, it was $29,401.77. And if my math is correct, you were within 1.4%. 1.3%, actually. Congratulations, Pip. You did pretty good. But I don't think it was a real hard guess. Anyway, here's lots of history that is in no particular order other than by events, birthdays, passings, and holidays. Oh, and by years. So yeah, in no order, that's in order. 
order up Friday lots of history with a side of Pip's attempted humor. Attempted is the key word there, and uh, I he didn't he didn't make it all capital. So this day, let's see this day, August eleventh, thirteen fifteen. The great famine of Europe becomes so dire that even the king of England has difficulty buying bread for himself and his entourage. The first of a series of large-scale crises that struck Europe early in the 14th century, most of Europe was affected. The famine caused many deaths over an extended period, uh, extended number of years and marked a clear end to the period of growth and prosperity from the 11th to the 13th centuries. Pip's non-denominational notes... Nearly all human societies at the time attributed natural disasters as being divine retribution for their apparent misdeeds. In a society whose final recourse for nearly all problems had been religion, and Roman Catholicism was the only to, uh, <laughs> tolerated Christian faith, excuse me, no amount of prayers seemed effective against the root cause of the famine. Thus, the famine undermined the institutional authority of the Roman Catholic Church and helped lay the foundation for later movements that were deemed heretical, heretical, <laughs> heretical, is that, man, it just sounds funny, by the Roman Catholic Church, as they opposed the papacy and blamed the perceived failure on prayer upon corruption and doctoral errors within the Roman Catholic Church. So this is when they all started blaming the church instead of Canada, well, before Canada. August 11th, 1871, an explosion of gun cotton occurs near Stowe Market, England, killing 28 people. In a market town in England, two massive explosions that occurred within the factory, killing 28 people and injuring approximately 70 others. The noise of the explosion was reported to be so loud that it rattled the windows in Dis, approximately 17 miles away, and Southwold, 13 miles away. The impact created a chasm in the ground nearly 100 feet in diameter and uprooted trees and the nearly and the new nearby railway line. It was reported to have caused over 188 cases of deafness. Yeah, just sitting around in 1871, minding my own business. Boom! Can't hear a thing. This day, August 11th, 1929, Babe Ruth becomes the first baseball player to hit 500 home runs in his career with a home run at League Park in Cleveland, Ohio. The 500 Home Run Club is a group of batters that have hit 500 or more regular season home runs in their careers. Uh, in their careers, there are 28 humans who are members of the 500 Home Run Club, seven 500 Home Run Club members. Hank, wait, there are 28 players who are members of the 500 Home Run Club, seven 500 home run club members, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Eddie Murphy, Ralph Palmero, Albert Pujols, Alex Rodriguez, and Miguel Cabrera are also members of the 3,000 hit club. <laughs> Pips notes, game on. <laughs> Give me some sports ball. Go sports ball. <laughs> this day, August 11th, 1969, the Apollo 11 astronauts are released from a three-week quarantine follow following their liftoff from the moon between the 24th of July, 1969 and the 9th of February, 1971, the astronauts of Apollo 11, Apollo 12, and Apollo 14 were quarantined in each case for a total of 21 days after returning to earth. Initially they were recovered and then were transferred to the lunar receiving laboratory to prevent possible interplanetary contamination by microorganisms from the moon. 
All lunar samples were also held in the biosecure environment of the lunar receiving laboratory for initial uh, initial assay. Uh, Pips notes, didn't I hear something about more than three quarter of the moon artifacts are missing and or unaccounted for? I have heard something like that for sure. Uh, August 11th, 1984, we begin bobbing in five minutes. United States President Ronald Reagan, while running for re-election, jokes while preparing to make his weekly Saturday address on national public radio. While preparing for a scheduled radio address from his vacation home in California, President Reagan joked with those present about outlawing and, or, uh, outlawing and bombing Russia. This joke, this joke was not broadcast live, but was recorded and later leaked to the public. The Soviet Union criticized the president's joke, as did Reagan's opponents in the 1984 United States presidential election, Walter Mondale. Well, we see how that worked out for him and Russia. Neither one are around anymore. Uh, <clears throat> August 11, 1992, the Mall of America in Bloomington, Minnesota opens. I asked Corey. She lived uh, within like 20 minutes. I would say 20 minutes of that uh, when it opened. And I asked her how long before she went. She said, I don't know, like four years. <laughs> Big deal for her. Uh, the largest mall in the United States, the largest in the Western Hemisphere, and the 11th largest shopping mall in the world. Pips notes, they still have malls. Yeah, it's still open, I'm pretty sure. Uh, this day, August 11th, 2003, NATO takes over command of the peacekeeping force in Afghanistan, marking its first major operation outside of Europe in its 54-year history. <sighs> Afghanistan. <laughs> Happy birthday. Who was born today? Let's see who was born on August 11th, 1794. James B. Longacre, American engraver. An American portraitist and engraver, the fourth chief engraver of the United States Mint from 1844 until his death. Longacre has best known for designing the Indian head scent, which sent, entered commerce in 1859, and for the designs of the shield nickel, flying eagle scent, and other coins of the mid-19th century. Pips notes, in 1856, Longacre decided uh, designed the Flying Eagle scent. When that design proved difficult to strike, Longacre was responsible for the replacement. The Indian head scent issued beginning in 1959. Uh, August 11, 1858, Christine Eichelman, Dutch physician and academic Nobel Prize laureate. She was a Dutch physician, oh, Christian, excuse me, was a Dutch physician and professor of, of psychology whose demonstration that Berberry is caused by poor diet, excuse me, led to the discovery of anti-neuratic vitamins, uh, namely thiamine. Together with Sir Frederick Hopkins, he received the Nobel Prize for Physiology or Medicine in 1929 for the discovery of vitamins. This day in 1900, Philip Phillips, American archaeologist and scholar, an influential archaeologist in the United States during the 20th century. Although his first graduate work was in architecture, he later received a doctorate from Harvard University under the advisor of Alfred Martin Tazer. His first archaeological experiences were the Aronikois sites, but he specialized in the Mississippian cultures, especially its lower Mississippi Valley, Valley incarnation. Pips notes, oh, his name was actually Philip Phillips. I thought it'd be something like a nickname or such. Philip Phillips. Uh, this day, what is wrong with people's parents sometimes? 
Uh, this day, August 11th, 1921, Alex Haley, American historian and author, an American writer and author from the 1976 book Roots, The Saga of an American Family, ABC adapted the book as a television miniseries of the same name and aired it in 1977 to a record-breaking audience of 130 million viewers. August 11th, 1944, Frederick W. Smith, American businessman, founded FedEx, an American businessman, mag business magnet, and investor. He he is the founder and chairman of FedEx, FedEx Corporation, the world's largest transportation company. The son of James Frederick Fred Smith, the founder of the Toddle House restaurant chain and the Smith Motor Coach Company, renamed Dixie Greyhound Lines after the Greyhound Corporation bought a controlling interest in it. The elder Smith died when his son was only four and the boy was raised by his mother and uncles. Smith was crippled by bone disease as a small boy, but regained his health by age 10. Miraculous health recovery. Hmm. 1950, August 11, 1950, Steve Wozniak, American computer scientist and programmer, co-founded Apple Inc., also known by his nickname Woz, is an American technology entrepreneur, electronics engineer, computer scientist, computer programmer, philanthropist, and inventor. In 1976, he co-founded Apple Computer with his late business partner, Steve Jobs, which later became the world's largest technology company by revenue and largest company in the world by market cap. Pips notes, <laughs> it's the great and powerful Woz. Yes, yes. Oh, and here we have two in a row. I saw these yesterday and I was uh, I was excited. This day, August 11th, 1953, Hulk Hogan, American wrestler. He is widely regarded as the most recognizing, recognized wrestling star worldwide and the most popular wrestler of the 80s, as well as one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. Hulk Hogan, born today. And also today, August 11th, 1967, Joe Rogan, American actor, comedian, television host, and American UFC color commentator, podcaster, comedian, and former television presenter. He hosts the Joe Rogan Experience, a program in which he discusses current events, comedy, politics, philosophy, science, and hobbies with a variety of guests. Pips notes, you mean the dude from Fear Factor is like the most known face in podcasting now? Good for him. Hey, Pip, rewind a little bit before Fear Factor, and let's talk about Joe Rogan on The Man Show. Hmm. Yeah, check that out. Uh, this day, uh, August 11th, 1983, Chris, Hem Chris Hemsworth, Australian actor. He rose to prominence playing Kim Hyde in the Australian te television series Home and Away before beginning a film career in Hollywood. In the Ma Marvel Cinematic Universe, Hemsworth started playing Thor with the 2011 film of the same name and most recently, recently reprised the role in Thor, The Love and Thunder, which established him among the world's highest paid actors. Let's see who died today, who died on August 11th, 1919. Andrew Carnegie, Scottish-American businessman and philanthropist, founded the Carnegie Steel Company and Carnegie Hall. He became a leading philanthropist in the United States, Great Britain, and British Empire during the last, during the 18 years, the last 18 years of his life. He gave away around $350 million, roughly $5.9 billion in 2022, among 90% of his fortune to charities, foundations, and universities. His 1889 article proclaiming the gospel of wealth called on the rich to use their wealth to improve society, express support for progressive taxation and an estate tax, and stimulated a wave of philanthropy. Pips, note, Pips notes, yeah, you can't take it with you when you're gone. 
1956, August 11th, Jackson Pollock, American painter, a major figure in an abstract expressionist movement. Pollock was widely noticed for his drip technique of pouring or splashing liquid household paint on a horizontal surface, enabling him to view and paint his canvas from all angles. It was called all over painting and, and action painting since he was covered the entire canvas and used the force of his whole body to paint, often in a fren frenetic dancing style. Pip's notes, yeah, just like me. Huh? <laughs> All right, uh, let's see one more notable death here. Uh, Robin Williams died uh, 2014, August 11th, 2014, actor and comedian. An actor, American actor and comedian known for his improvisational skills improvisational skills excuse me in 1986 williams teamed up with whoopi goldberg and billy crystal to found the comic relief usa this annual hbo television benefit devoted to homelessness raised 80 million as of 2014 williams made the benefit appearance to support literacy and women's rights along with appearing at benefits for veterans he was also a regular on the uso circuit where he traveled to 13 countries and performed for approximately 90,000 troops Williams was found dead in his home in Pasadena, uh, Paradise Bay, California, on August 11th, 2014. The final autopsy report released in November 2014 concluded Williams' death was suicide, resulting from asphyxia due to hanging. Pip's notes, oh, captain, my captain. Holidays today uh, started in 1960. Chad celebrates independence from France. Beginning in the 7th millennium B.C., human populations moved into the Chadean Basin, in great numbers, by the end of the first millennium A.D., a series of states and empires had risen and fallen in Chad, uh, each focused controlling the trans-Saharan trade routes that passed through the region. France conquered the territory by 1920 and incorporated it as a part of France, equ Equatorial Africa. Pips notes, it goes from B.C. to the 60s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's also Mountains Day in Japan. And um, yeah, that so that wraps up lots of history. Be sure to like and spend money on. Uh, <laughs> be sure to like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, Pip, got to work on those closing pitches. Cheers, humans. Safe travels. Duck speed and GSD. Pip with Duction Cup signing off for the weekend. Thank you, Pip. Thank you, Pip, very very much. I can't appreciate. Can't thank you enough for it. And if you like the history segment, you can find it pulled out on YouTube. Uh, in a standalone video. Otherwise, uh, head over to ductioncups.com slash lots and pick some up. Pick some up. We got Plugsy. We got Bouncy. Pick them up. Thank you. And now back to the main show. Oh, Pip, that was a fun-filled episode for sure. Uh, what's been going on in the comments here? Wow. Wow. I don't know if I can catch up on all of that right now. <laughs> K-Bong says BC will become before COVID. <laughs> will it or already has? Pre, that would be pre-C. We'll go back to the pre-C days. Oh, uh, what do we got to talk about today? What do we have to talk about today? Let me see how many we got in this giveaway so far. Not enough to give it away, boys. Not enough to give it away. You got some people that you can uh, rouse up to come and join. Otherwise, we're going to have to wait till next week, and it'll end up being 30K giveaway. But for the rest of today, what are we talking about? 
let's catch up on yesterday. Yesterday, I got done with the show. I had to uh, bust ass fast, fast. I had to get the dogs walk. I had to get the show uploaded and everything. And I only had, I think I had two hours to do it all and get to the to the auto shop. I was getting that rear differential looked at. I was going to have the oil change to the front differential and uh, oil change. That's all I needed to do. Uh, we have one vehicle, so I couldn't go anywhere unless they had a loaner. But uh, being a very small shop, I wasn't expecting much from that. So uh, being that I have no service in Tennessee, it was going to be a crapshoot whether I uh, whether I could uh, entertain myself for two hours other or should I have brought a book. So. Anyway, I get out of here, head on over there. I was able to get everything done, get over there, got there early, actually. And uh, just a small, it's a small shop, two bays. I think they had three guys working and a receptionist. They were all related, I believe, family business. And they took truck right in. They out for the They put it up and they looked at it and said, um, they said, which one, uh, which one did you want looked at? And I was like, Oh, great. Oh, great. And uh, they had enough silicone to seal one back up. And they're like, well, we can evacuate the front one, but it looks like there's a small leak at the pinion seal on the front one. I said, yeah, the back one was was noticing. He goes, you wouldn't have noticed the front one. It's not that bad of a leak. It's just kind of weeping out a little bit. He's like, you would have never noticed it. He's, he said, I doubt it even drips on the ground. Uh, I said, okay. Okay, I said, so it's good for a while and we can get back into another appointment when when we do that. Because I really didn't want to sit around for them to do the pinion seal. And so he, he showed it to me. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you should be fine. We'll check the oil level before you leave. You should be more than perfectly fine for two weeks. And I said, all right. I said, I probably don't even know how long it's been, been like that. He's like, yeah, I probably don't. So uh, they were going to go to town on the, the rear diff. They were just going to drop, a, pull that uh, seal, pull the cover off, reseal it, change the oil, and then the, the engine oil went pretty smooth. It went pretty smooth. It uh, was pretty um, reasonably priced. Wasn't bad. Got out of there under $200, so that's not bad. But I do have to go back and get that uh, pinion seal on the front diff taken care of and that's going to be a little bit more since they have to take everything apart to get that uh, get that changed not a big deal uh there was a really cool uh i was sitting there so it's just a little bitty uh waiting room and the shop was right there just a door straight to the shop it was open i could hear them working on my truck and then i heard them walk working on the other vehicles in the other bay well they pulled in this um the thing was called a uh, crossfire it was a chevy crossfire little sports car thing and um man they were like basically rolling it in it wouldn't start Lady said it wouldn't start, couldn't start for two weeks. She'd put a new battery in it and everything. And so I'm sitting there listening to him just because I have that that uh, troubleshooting mind. I, I just kind of observe. And I was bored, basically. I was bored by that point. It had already been like 20 minutes, half an hour. I get bored very quickly. Should have brought my laptop. Could have got a ton done, but I didn't know that they had Wi-Fi there, free Wi-Fi. Should have assumed, but I didn't. Um, so dicking around on my phone and started listening to them work on this Chevy Crossfire. I really think I should be a, a auto mechanic because they were messing around with it. They were starting it. I was listening to it and um, they put the code reader on it. They put another code reader on it. And yeah, it was the Chrysler Crossfire pip. 
they uh, Chrysler Crossfire, yeah. And so they 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 get it to start after they put a different module reader on it. They they had the snap on one. It was like some ungodly amount of money, and then they put the shitty generic one on and it actually re read it. It was kind of interesting, but anyway, they get it started. And I'm listening to it, and it feels like it wants to quit, and then all of a sudden just stops. But it didn't sound like it was like misfiring or um, starving for fuel or air or anything. It just sounded like the just everything just stopped. And um, so we, uh, me, we, I'm sitting out in the in the in the waiting area. They got all three guys looking at this thing. And so the guys, the guys starting it and it would randomly start sometimes and not other times. And they're tapping around in underneath, kind of like looking for loose hoses and shit like this. And every time I hear them tap this one particular part, the, the car starts. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, um, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And it's none of my business. I was just like curious. And so all of a sudden the guy goes, huh, hold on. It's running. Let it run. So nobody touched anything. It's run, 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 run. And he's like, now let's start tapping on the stuff we were tapping on to get it to start. And I was like, oh boy, these guys are with it. So they start tapping. I hear that same noise and the thing dies. And the guy's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. The other guy's like, well, I'm guessing there's a short in there somewhere. I was like, yeah, you think they pulled it out and uh, actually two was it the PCA? I think is what they said. The PCA, uh, whatever control module, they pulled it out. It had two loose solder pins on it. Like you, they brought it in the office because I was like looking out the door. They saw that I was kind of interested in what was going on. <laughs> they pulled it out. They brought it in. There were two pins that were loose, loose or uh, soldered enough to still stay connected when it was like they were they were disconnecting and arcing just a little bit when he would tap on the top of the box that it was in and it would legit kill the whole thing and then he had to tap it to move those little wires back and um <laughs> yeah K-Box like get a bigger hammer daryl yeah pretty much dude grabbed a soldering iron tip, tip, hit those two points put it back in and it was solid solid they started the thing let it run they banged on shit they tried to get it to stop it wouldn't work i was like oh man you're gonna have fun calling that customer what was it don't know it just works <laughs> they had been working on that thing for two days trying to get it figured out why it wouldn't start first of all then finally they just randomly get it to start because they must have bumped the box and got the connections to go otherwise i don't think they would have ever found it it was random dumb luck that they found how to get it started because they weren't even they weren't even at that point and the, they were just messing around and happened to touch the box and get it started but anyway that was fun it was fun uh doing a little troubleshooting again it reminded me of the old gas station like shit that you had no clue and all of a sudden it just worked and you're like all right time to go shit's working what was wrong with it no idea <laughs> so anyway i appreciate the the good customer service there I'm not going to tell you where it is because, man, they're booked out two weeks and I don't need to wait any longer for my service. So, uh, Pip says wiring diagnostics is a pain. Yeah, that was, um, 
that was probably 60% of my job at uh, the gas station, the gas station pump repair, things like that was either uh, faulty board or uh, wiring issues, especially uh, wiring issues when you got into the in-ground sumps with the pumps for the fuel tanks. Lots and lots of corroded wires, lots and lots of exposed wires that should have been in uh, in conduit or in a junction box. Uh, shorts, shorts inside wire nuts because they're so corroded out that the wires broke off the wires broke off the the strip parts and like literally i've had it to where there was so much corrosion between the the uh the strip parts that were twisted together inside the wire nut are still in the wire nut and there was just a layer of corrosion between that and the, the actual wire the good wire in the in the still in the in the coating and so when you grab the wire nuts to take them off, they just come off in your hand and you look down and it's just two wires sitting there with corrosion inside the, the plastic. Coat. Yeah, finding those are a lot of fun when the motor won't work. So keep your grounds grounded. Yeah, keep those that ground, man. You want that power to go away when uh, or make a circle, depending on what you're working on. <laughs> so, yeah, troubleshooting wiring sucks. It sucks. It's a uh, it's a process, though. It's just a process. Sometimes it's a long process, but it's a process. Um, weekend plans. What do we got going on this weekend? Uh, today, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot out of here after I wrap some stuff up in the morning. Uh, after the show, I'm gonna swing over to Tim's property. I really want to get out there and see how the comfrey did. It, uh, man, it was like. It was minimal, like minimal, zero prep, zero prep, first of all. Second of all, one little splash of water, throwing them in uh, random spots in the forest and seeing what happens. So I'm curious to see. I have no idea. I don't, uh, I don't have, I, I have a 50-50 thoughts on it. So one big issue was uh, I couldn't get out there for a few days after the roots showed up. It was super warm, and I think they they might have been um, spoiled in just sitting. I didn't. I should have opened them up, put them in the fridge. Like I didn't even think about it. I just threw them on the counter when I got to them. It didn't look the best, but we will see. We will see what happens if there was anything viable. Uh, the other uh, determining factor was I just I literally dug a, a one shovel full of dirt, turned it over, put the root in, and covered it up, and then splashed some water on it and walked away. It's been probably a month and a half now, I think. We just do about a month and a half-ish, maybe two months since we did it. I uh, have it written down. But I'm going to go see if anything came in, if anything uh, if anything came back, and see what happens. Man, if that, stuff, if that stuff took off here, that brings another viable option into the business in a box. Like, if we can gorilla plant this stuff on a, on a, a raw property, on an unimproved property, walk in, drop the stuff, bring a couple of jugs of water and make it work. Kyle says, set it and forget it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then let that get it, get itself established. And as you progress into the property, you're already head start. Uh, you already have that planted. You don't have to worry about prepping soil or anything like that. If we can just get that honey badger started so that when the opportunity comes, we have a, a, a growing income stream right there. Man, what a great setup. No babysitting or anything. 
Gingerbread Farm says till it in. Yeah, yesterday we were doing some, uh, we were helping out Gingerbread in the, the Lost Project chat. He had some comfrey plants in pots and uh, was wondering what to do with them. So he posted pictures. We walked uh, walked through it, what uh, what I would do. Uh, Nate uh, from Two, Two Chicks Homestead was hanging out. He was uh, throwing some throwing some thoughts in there. And then uh, we also looked at some rabbits, uh, rabbit situation that James had going on and helped him through that. But the, the comfrey he had in the pots, he divided it up into five plants, put it in a bed, and then he's doing a little bit of an experiment, um, a little bit of an experiment with tilling some stuff into a bed. So he took the root ball from the pot. It looked like it was almost root bound. They looked, uh, they looked like hair roots. And so it wasn't too bad. It wasn't any of the, the very uh, thicker roots, but lots of, uh, lots of viable root cuttings in that stuff. As you, as you pull that off, he took uh, roots and root cuttings, put them in another bed and tilled them in. And we're going to see if that propagates, if it spreads, what happens. So, um, hold on one second. Uh, K Bonk, think stab with a pry bar and drop the plug would work. Oh, it, stab uh, the ground with a pry bar. It might, it might. I had all I had was a, uh, all I had with it was a shovel. I was thinking that next time, if this is work, if this works, next time I would probably do like a post hole shovel. If you ever seen that, the long skinny trenching shovel, uh, the long skinny one to make just a smaller, a smaller, deeper hole. Um, not to plant the roots deeper, but just to give it a head start on getting that tap root sent down. I always like to, when I planted mine at home, I would make uh, what uh, Coe's Comfrey referred to as fertile holes. Basically, I would take a, a, a decent sized shovel. I would take and make uh, probably a two foot diameter, one to two foot diameter circle. And then it. I would dig out and it's more than one scoop, but I would dig out about two shovels deep, about 18 to 24 inches of diameter. And then I would take my compost mix, uh, rabbit shit, comfrey compost, whatever nutrients I had. And then I would pack that hole back up like it was um, like I was just refilling the hole, no planting anything. And then I would let it sit for a second, um, a day or right then if I was in a hurry, I would try to tamp it down, fill it up to the top, over the top, and then plant my crown in that because it's going to settle back down to the Yeah, uh, that I uh, would grab that, um, grab that root cutting and put it like two inches in. So that was me prepping. <coughs> One thing that I did learn was the comfrey. I didn't really fertilize it a ton after the fact, more than chop and drop. Chop and drop of the leaves was about it. Uh, the stuff is the stuff is fantastic at finding its own nutrients. So. Um, Uh, hold on one second. Uh, Canadian Farm says says when I propagate comfrey, I put a shovel in the ground, lever it just enough to shove the chunk of root in and step on it and close it up. 
never watered or fertilized. Yeah, that that's um that's great if you don't have like when I put a shovel in the ground at Tim's, it was like sand dust. Like literally, if you put took the if you took the the shovel of quote unquote dirt and held it up in a stiff breeze, it would be empty. Like it was like desert. So there was some watering that needed to be done and it was hot as shit. We might have gotten lucky, though. We did get uh, pretty consistent thunderstorms after that. Uh, some decent rain. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. K-Bong says it depends on the soil. Yeah, this stuff was um, stuff was rough. This stuff was rough. The, the property definitely can benefit from some comfrey leaves, some chop and drop. Uh, definitely, if it's come in, I will be getting uh, getting ready to chop and drop right around, right around um, the roots and stuff as fall comes and let that decompose over the winter. Uh, and yeah, so Kyle says that would be the issue I have here. It's real sandy. Um, it would, yeah, sandy and dry. I, I really like making those fertile holes. It really gave me a consistency to plant into. And then as soon as uh, the plant outreached that, that, uh, that good soil, it just does its thing uh, and improves the soil around it. So great stuff. I know we talked about comfrey yesterday. Let's uh, this weekend. Yeah, this weekend I got to clean the air conditioner. I got tools uh, off Amazon to do that and some coil cleaning spray. I got to work on the truck. I got to fix the tailgate, trying to get look at the lock. And uh, I got that Bluetooth reader in. So I want to get that set up. There you go. That's the weekend plans. I got to get to that 10K. Um, K-Bong says, how are you selecting sites or the area for it? I walked around and it was the the most sun exposure that I could find in the middle of a forest and someplace that didn't have uh, a bunch of overgrowth. So tough, tough call. When you get the sun, you usually get the overgrowth um, over the ground. Basically, I was trying to find someplace I had to clear minimally and uh, got enough sun that, that it wasn't just shaded in the middle of the forest. So let's get to that. Uh, let's get to that 20K giveaway uh, and then the item of the day and get out of here for the weekend. Let's see. 20K giveaway. Can we do it? Nope. Nope. We'll draw. We'll see who would have won. We had five people get in. We're halfway there, guys. Spread the word. Spread the word. If anybody wants to win this 30K next week, you're going to have to uh, going to have to get some more people to get in on the drawing so let me get this up here we will do the do the drawing real quick and then finish up the show even though no one's going to win let's see if kyle would have won there we go let's see if kyle was going to win oh it would have been gingerbread farms it would have been gingerbread farms Ah, uh, you got to get all those other drivers to listen to the show in the morning and enter. You would have been 20K, would have been 20K richer, but it's going to roll over till next week when, uh, when hopefully we get enough people to actually have the drawing. Uh, let's see item of the day today. Item of the day real quick is the, the, the JDT's JC. The JDTJC, it's a generic electronics brand, uh, but these work. They're quality. It's an MFI certified 256 gigabyte photo stick. Uh, you can use it on iPhone. You can use it on Android. It comes with a bunch of uh, different attachments. Uh, we use this because we do a lot of content on our phones. Corey is meticulous about taking pictures boom, 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 all day. Fills the phone like crazy. 
a 256 gig phone, no problem. A uh, couple weeks, no, uh, about a year. I think a year is when she really starts to get close to that, uh, filling it up. These things are great. You plug them in. You can transfer your whole phone. You can transfer individual. You can uh, manage them. And when you want to access them, you plug it in. It's just like a jump drive. You pull them back onto your phone. You can put them on a computer. All sorts of great stuff. If you're a content creator, you do a lot of stuff on your phone. They're great. You should check them out. That way you can store your video if you need to go back and check it again. Check it out. Check it out. JDTJC MFI certified 256 gig photo stick. Link for a blog review and a video review and uh, also a link to the Amazon affiliate in the video notes and the audio notes. I appreciate you checking those out. And like I've said all week, that general Amazon link to the Amazon homepage is there. But it's our affiliate link. It looks kind of funny. It's a short link. Hit it. Go to the Amazon homepage. Bookmark that. Bookmark it with our affiliate link. Then every time you need to go, just click that bookmark. Click that little app icon on your phone. It'll open up our tracking. And just help us by uh, giving us a little credit for anything you buy. I appreciate it. Every little bit counts. Check out Scrambling last night on Lots to Talk About. We talked about um, all sorts of shit. <laughs> oh, if you know Scrambling, you know Scrambling. And uh, things went sideways. Things went up, down, and all around. Check it out. Scrambling on Lots to Talk About. Aired last night live and out on all the audio and video feeds today. So check that out. Anyway, guys, it's Friday. I hope you have a bunch of... Uh, <laughs> K-Monk wanted to know how many beers I went through. <laughs> a couple. <laughs> a couple, for sure. I just let him talk. I just let him talk, for sure. Uh, let him go. Anyway, anyway. It's Friday, guys. I hope you have big plans for the weekend. I hope you get everything done you want. And if what you want to get done is nothing and you want to relax because you had a tough week, do that. I hope you get that done because we need to take time to relax. We need to take time to sit down and uh, we can't be going all the time. Sit down. Enjoy a little bit of your time. And other than that, get some shit done. Get some shit done. All right. Well, I'll be hanging out on socials all weekend as I get some stuff done, posting little clips and videos, hopefully, of uh, accomplishing what I'm trying to do with the truck and the air conditioner, make up some big content out of all of it, and uh, get back with you guys on Monday. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Noster, Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys. Make it a great weekend, and we will catch up with you on Monday.